I don't believe in having restrictive diets. I think that flexible dieting it has been one of the most incredible contributions to the dieting world, to the fitness and health industry. I think we have some amazing people to really thank for that and for really bringing it to the forefront. And there are nutrition coaching businesses. That's their philosophy. And they don't want to make people feel bad about themselves for having like a piece of cake, you know? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. I am so happy you're here with me today. And today we are going to talk about Fitspos. <laughs> I felt like the Fitspo was kind of dying, the Fitspo trend, but not really. I think there's still some people out there that are operating in such a way that I don't think is super duper healthy. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that today. For me, being in the fitness industry, you know, when I first got into fitness itself, it very quickly became like a huge part of my identity. Like it was like the only thing I'd put out there for the longest time because I was like in love with it and it just made sense for me. It felt really good. And and it was like, yeah, it was me. And so it took a while for me to kind of unentangle myself from being a fitness person, like out on social media. I'm more than that, right? I'm a whole human <laughs> And, you know, I was nutrition coaching for a while and I still do a little bit of it, but I don't really put that offer out there anymore because I'm doing the deeper internal work now, which I feel like is super duper important. And honestly, it's really transformative. Whereas I think fitness is really important also, but I think it can, you know, it can get really unhealthy. If you're out there, you're following some people that don't make you feel so good when you're following them, then sometimes it's time for a change. Sometimes we need to kind of unfollow or mute people who make us feel bad about ourselves. And it's not their fault necessarily that you feel bad, right? But there are people out there that kind of trigger different things inside of us. And maybe they just, we don't feel so good when we, when we view their content. So it's a good idea to kind of take responsibility for that and remove people from, from who you're following list so that you can cultivate a better, just like feed really. So here are four types of fitspos that I've identified as being unhealthy and worthy of an unfollow. So the first one is the extreme spo. Okay. So this person believes that it's like their way is the best way. That's it. Their way or the highway. A lot of their, they don't really care about science. A lot of their approach is anecdotal. It's kind of like, well, this worked for me. So it'll work for you too. And, you know, they kind of just like think that you should be doing it too. And if you're not, you're doing it wrong. And, you know, usually this person doesn't have anything close to a flexible approach, but more of like this all or nothing, do or die sort of mantra. And, you know, like, I feel like this is dangerous because, you know, we live in a world that's not just black and white. It's not just right or wrong. Like there are many, many shades of gray. And, you know, the health and fitness world, is like not an exception of that. So when you believe there's only one way and you follow that one way, you're setting yourself up for failure, guilt, and honestly, like a shame spiral sandwich. Okay. And I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but I disagree wholeheartedly with the 75 day hard. So for example, this is an extreme to me. I think working out twice a day, every single day is 
absolute insanity. Your body needs rest. Okay. So it's just like leans towards this extreme. And I understand that it's supposed to be this like test of mental fortitude. It's supposed to be, there are some really good things in it, like read some of a book every day. And you know, there's other things in there too, like drinking water and whatever. But like, I think when you're like, you have to drink a gallon of water a day. And if you come up short, you feel bad. Like you failed. We really struggle as humans to like allow ourselves grace in like any area, especially, you know, women, when it comes to food in our body, we feel like if we go off our plan and eat like an extra couple hundred calories or have a cookie that wasn't in our plan or something like that, then we failed. We might as well just throw the whole damn thing away. And it's just not true. And so programs like this, or, you know, challenges like this, that kind of like have you be in this extreme where it's like literally all or nothing is just not healthy and you cannot convince me otherwise. (laughs) I have seen it for myself, not only with my own self, but I have seen it so much with clients and people around me just like struggling really hard to do this extreme thing. I don't believe in having restrictive diets. I think that flexible dieting it has been one of the most incredible contributions to the dieting world, to the fitness and health industry. I think we have some amazing people to really thank for that and for really bringing it to the forefront. And there are nutrition coaching businesses. That's their philosophy. And they don't want to make people feel bad about themselves for having like a piece of cake, you know, like nothing is off limits. Nothing is off plan. It's about moderation. And this extreme spout is not about moderation. They're about eat clean and that's it, you know? And it's like, why? (laughs) If you can do it and still be happy and still feel good in your body and still look good eating foods that you actually really love that may not be so, I hate the word clean, well then why would you do that to yourself, right? And so there are people out there that are really doing that. I mean, I've gotten in countless arguments and had to just stop, just stop with people who want to argue about eating clean and, and how calories in versus calories out doesn't matter unless like the food is clean. So I just think that, you know, following these extreme people, if you do, can be pretty damaging. You know, if you aren't able to really kind of separate yourself from that, you may compare yourself and be like, how is this person like, so dedicated. They're so disciplined, no days off, you know, like how, how are they doing it? And I'm not like, there must be something wrong with me. And I think that's like the upsetting part that, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. If you can't work out twice a day for 75 days, like that's crazy. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, me personally, you know, I'm going through this health journey and I'm working out, like I'm lifting like three days a week and I might bike on one of the days I'm not lifting. And then also on one of the days I am. So I'm really getting in like four days and it's okay. Like I still feel good. I still look good. I don't feel bad about myself. Like it's not the end of the world. And you know what? At the end of the day, my adrenals thank me, my body and my hormones thank me for not pushing so damn hard and then stressing out when I like come up short. So that's the first one, the extreme spell. And if you're following an extreme spell, maybe consider muting or unfollowing if they make you feel bad about yourself. The next person is the bully spell. I know these, these names are really creative. (laughs) 
So you know that like fish person on the internet that's like they're kind of motivating, but they're also like kind of mean. And it feels like they're always like shouting at you from their posts, like, how bad do you want it? And they're like, no excuses. So you kind of feel like a total piece of shit for like not being more motivated, disciplined, and consistent. Like this person is an asshole, you know, like somewhere along the way in their fitness journey, they just forgot like that little word called compassion, you know, and said they're intent on making you feel bad about yourself for not being like them. And so why I think this is dangerous is, you know, trying to make people feel bad about themselves when they get off track. Like it kind of, you know, has the opposite approach of what I think is intended here or I hope is intended here. A symbol of a concept is like, as this, like consistency is just hard. And sometimes it doesn't take a whole lot to derail progress. And if you feel bad about it, you know, the chances, if you fall off track and then you feel bad, you'll probably stay off track longer than if you just kind of like veer off track a little bit and then you're like, it's fine. And then get back on. Instead of... (laughs) how bad do you want it? Like if you struggle to stay on plan, what about how can you make this fit in your lifestyle better so you can stick to it? Like there aren't any rules when it comes to health and fitness and finding what works for you. Like the key is finding what works for you. I've had so many people ask me what kind of workout they should do. And I'm like, well, what do you like to do? You know, like if you don't like CrossFit and you feel like that's the only way you can achieve the results you want, you're not going to be consistent. It's going to be really hard for you. And while, you know, some of us have specific aesthetic goals, like we want to build muscle or we want to burn fat or whatever, you don't have to go this traditional route. There are plenty of ways to skin a cat. There's more than one way to to skin a cat is what the the saying is. I would never skin a cat. (laughs) There's a lot of different approaches. It could be as simple as you love to dance, throwing on music and dancing in your kitchen for 30 minutes a few times a week. That can happen. That can be where you start. Everyone wants to go from zero to a hundred, but if you don't have like consistency under your belt, enjoying yourself, like it's really hard to do that other thing. So maybe you eventually want to do something like put on muscle and lift heavy, but you've never lifted weights before and you don't really know if you like it. Well, like let's figure out what you really do like to do first. Okay. And maybe like, let's do two to three days a week of that and then add in weightlifting a couple days a week, right? And then kind of shift it out if that's what you want to do. But so often we just want to go from zero to 100. We just are like, I want to do this. I'm going to go do this. We do it. We get burned out and then we end up hating it. So if that's not you, if you're not the person who can just go into, Hey, I want to be a runner (laughs) and then just run every day or however many days a week. Like you can't do that but you can do other things that are more enjoyable for you. Start with the shit that you enjoy. Start doing the stuff that you enjoy and then work in the other stuff that you want to be good at that maybe is a little less fun. Okay. Like I'm not going to be the person who's going to tell you to only do fun stuff. And like, I mean, if you really just want to do fun stuff and you don't care about specific goals or achievement aesthetically or whatever, then I'm just be like, go have fun. Like, you know, work out, move your body to feel good. But if you have specific goals, like I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, yeah, running every single day because you love it is a good idea. If you want to build muscle, like that's very counterintuitive, but I will tell you to start with the shit that you love and then work in the stuff that maybe you don't. 
So I went off on a tangent, but bullying someone into not taking days off or not making any excuses is really unrealistic. We live in a really busy world and we all have excuses. Okay. And they're not always excuses. Sometimes they're just reasons. And sometimes we fall into a season of life where health and fitness, you know, maybe they fall to the back burner. They don't fall off the burner. I'm not talking about like just dropping it completely, but, but sometimes, you know, like there have been times where I've only gotten in the gym once or twice a week, maybe. And I was really, really struggling. And so I had to be okay with that. I had to be okay with once or twice a week, this whole like no days off, no excuses crap. We're past that. (laughs) I hope we're past that, but I still see it. You know, I still see the bully spell out there just being like no days off, blah, blah, blah. And so if you feel like bad about yourself and you follow someone like that, unfollow, man. Life's too short. You don't need that shit. This is another one that I I still see. I see it a little less, I feel like. Well, maybe not a little less, but the full of it's bow. (laughs) The full of shit's bow. (laughs) Okay. This is like the person who's a rock in the fit tee. Okay. Waist trainers, or they're just doing a ton of air squats or like booty band stuff. And she's got this like giant booty and she swear it's like from hard work and from her exercises that she sells. But like, we know that's not true, honey. <laughs> and look, I have no problem with people getting plastic surgery, but if you get butt implants, okay. And then you like say it's because of your hard work in the gym. And then you like sell like this amazing booty building training program. You are a large part of what's wrong with this industry. Okay. And I'm just going to say it like, I don't care if you've got fake boobs, fake butt. If you, if you get Botox, if you get implants, like I don't care, get lipo, get cool sculpting. I've got cool sculpting. I don't recommend it botched my body. I did a whole episode on that, but I'm just saying if that's something that you really feel like you need to do for yourself, like I am not going to judge you. I don't, I don't care. Okay. But when you attribute it to something that it's not, and then you sell programs to people who don't know better, that's when I have a problem. And this person, this kind of Fitzbo that I'm talking about right now is that kind of person, you know, this person is like constantly shoving their gimmicks in your face and like the temptation to just like buy into it grows. Cause you're like, wait, <laughs> it's working for them. It worked for them. Like So maybe this is the thing, you know, and what ends up happening is you just end up wasting your money and you're not any closer to your goals, you know? So like, this is dangerous because, you know, this person instills the belief that it's not that hard to get the results you want, right? There's always a quick fix around the corner and you end up endlessly chasing that magic pill rather than just putting in the work, you know? So you constantly feel like you're failing. And dude, (laughs) that sucks, right? So here's the thing I'm always seeing, and and I think this goes like this extends beyond the basics of diet pills, fit tea, waist trainers. Like I think most of us hopefully at this point know that they're full of it, but I mean, who even knows? I think they're still making lots of money doing that. But I think this goes hand in hand with like fad diets and gimmicks, right? Like there are plenty of people on the keto diet actually doing it right, but there are plenty more people deciding that they're going to do keto because they're like, oh my God, my friend Becky lost all this weight doing keto and I'm going to do it too. 
or like jumping on the intermittent fasting diet train, or, you know, all of a sudden they're going vegan, not because they care about animals or not because like, you know, they have a problem with meat, but just being like, this will help me lose weight. And I think that that's dangerous. It's a problem because, you know, when you hop from one thing to one thing, to one thing, to one thing, to one thing, to another, and you aren't seeing the results, or maybe you see results at first, because most of these diets are kind of set up in a way where you're going to drop a bunch of weight first, especially if you're cutting out carbs, right? Because for every one gram of glycogen, it carries like three to four grams of water and which like carbs, right? So every gram of carbs is going to be like toting around a bunch of water. And so when you cut out carbs, you're also cutting out a bunch of water weight. And so weight is just like relative. It doesn't mean anything. It's not fat loss. Like if you are trying to lose weight, most people are trying to lose fat. Okay. Not necessarily just weight because when you lose weight, you lose fat, you lose muscle, you lose bone mass, you lose water. Like there's a whole bunch of other shit that goes on in there. It's not just fat, right? When you're focusing on actual fat loss, you may lose those other things, but not in the depth that you would if you were just kind of like dieting all willy nilly. Okay. So when you're actually focusing on fat loss and you are working out to support the fat loss, then you will lose mostly fat and your weight may not even change at all because that's our bodies are weird, right? There's scientific explanations for that, this, which I'm not going to go into because that's not what this episode is about. But my point in this whole thing is that when you jump from one diet to another and you don't give yourself the time, and generally you're not going to give yourself the time on one of these diets because they're not sustainable. So when you jump around and you're like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What else will help me? You just end up spinning your wheels and you end up pretty much in the same spot that you were when you started, but all this time has passed and you aren't seeing any results. So I think it's important that if you are going to try a diet or do something of that nature, you know, that you stick with it. It makes sure that it is something that you can sustain. So if like you eat waffles, like I love waffles. If you follow me on Instagram, you know how much I freaking love waffles. I have a waffle iron and I not only do I like waffles, I like to cook shit in my waffle iron. It makes me happy. <laughs> it brings me joy. It's my jam. It's what I do. And so if you love waffles and you eat them every single day, and then you go on this plan that absolutely does not allow waffles, what are you going to do? Oh, it's a lifestyle and just adapt your lifestyle to like, I no longer like waffles anymore. No, screw that. You're not going to do that. You're going to be like wishing you could have waffles. You're going to be upset that you can't have waffles. You're going to be annoyed at your breakfast choices because you could be having waffles. And yeah, sure, you could get complacent with it over time and just not have waffles. But if you love freaking waffles, why are you not eating them? You can absolutely eat waffles and still reach your goals. It's insane to think that you can't. And if anyone tells you that you cannot, they are liars. Run away from them. <laughs> so consider this. Next time you see people preaching that their diet is the way, you know, maybe it's not, maybe they're wrong. And maybe if it's too good to be true, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Cause I promise you, I promise you if there was a quick fix, if there was a pill that you could take, I would have found it girl. I would have found it 
an ambassador, whatever of an affiliate, I'd be promoting it all damn day. If you follow me and you notice I don't promote any brands, it's because I don't have to. But if I ever post about brands, it's either because I'm a trying it or b I really use it and I actually love it. Okay. So if there was a magic damn pill, I would never stop talking about it. I would want to make sure that every woman on this planet knew of it, but that's not the case. And so I have to work on the other angle of self-love and and try to help every woman that I come in contact with help love herself just a little bit more. (laughs) I mean, you're not going to love yourself if you found the magic pill anyways, okay? That's just external. And most of us have discovered that when we look at the way that we decide that we want to look, we're still not happy. So that again is a whole nother episode. So the next and final Fitzbo I want to talk about is is someone that, I mean, maybe we don't see this very often. I'm calling it the Sixbo. Okay. And I've seen this happen and it really, really upset me. I was appalled by it actually. This person basically glamorized a medical condition due to her under eating and overtraining and monorrhea. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. But that is basically when you stop having your period because you are so low in body fat. Like, that's not a cool thing, okay? And this woman was acting like it was cool, you know? And there are plenty of women that admire her, like genuinely admire her and look up to her. And she was like basically glamorizing this medical condition. And I was so pissed at this. Look, if you don't get your period because you are so low body fat, like I hope that you know that that's not healthy, okay? And I feel like there are a lot of women who understand that and they're working really hard to get healthy. So if this is you, just know that I love you and I support you and I really hope that you are able to get yourself healthy. This is not an okay thing to like brag about and that's what this woman was doing. And I think that there's like this this kind of weird thing where, you know, a woman might see that and be like, oh my God, you know, she's so lean. She doesn't even get her period. Like I want to shoot for that. I want to be that lean. And, you know, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with like the no days off and being extreme. Like overtraining is not good for us, especially like as women, like it is not good for our hormones. It's not good for our adrenals. Like working out six days a week, that's not good. (laughs) And working out four to five hours a day, like you have got to do a lot to support your body if you're going to be doing that. And, you know, there are competitive athletes who work out a ton, but they also are very, very mindful about taking care of their body and giving themselves rest when they need it. And this person was not, that's not, that was not her thing. She was a, a no days off kind of person. This behavior, this is why this is dangerous. This behavior can lead to like potential eating disorders, you know, and and health conditions, like all in the name of what? Vanity, you know, aesthetics are not everything. And more importantly, aesthetics do not equal health. Like just because someone is shredded or has abs doesn't mean they're healthy, you know, or that they got there in a healthy way. Before I went on this diet that I'm on right now to repair my gut health, I thought I was healthy and my body wasn't like shredded or anything, but like, you know, my body looked good and everything was fine. And, you know, turns out internally not that healthy. And so I had to like take steps to get myself healthy, but it doesn't mean that someone is healthy just because they're like shredded or has a lot of muscle definition. Like we have to stop 
equating looks to health because they're completely separate. So like bodybuilders, you know, competitors dip down in body fat all the time. Most are aware that staying there isn't healthy to sustain, right? Like have you, you know, seen those competitive bodybuilders that like get super lean, they're like stage ready, teeny tiny, and they gain weight like a few days after because that's not sustainable. It's just not. And we can't want to walk around like that all day, every day. It's just not feasible. And I hope that that industry is getting better, but it's, it's kind of sketchy to me, you know, to like get that lean for one day. (laughs) And definitely I've seen a lot of women and I've talked to a lot of women who it really messes with their mind. They're so used to seeing themselves like super stage lean and then putting on any amount of weight after makes them feel bad. And I think that sucks, you know, especially if they enjoy the sport. I hope this has not come off as a negative episode because I'm not trying to be negative here. I think that these four people, I know they still exist. I see them. And it's a very tone deaf way to be out there putting out content with the way things are going. And so my goal in this is for you to kind of just like really be aware of who you're following and and why and how they make you feel, you know, how you feel when you're consuming their content. So the real Fitzbo, (laughs) Fitzbo, I hate that word, that you need to worship, you know, is the kind of person who puts in consistent work at the gym, you know, just doing a program she loves. Her diet suits her lifestyle, her preferences, and it's sustainable. She's not really that concerned about her weight, but, you know, is excited to see weight go up on the barbell. You know, gym is not her whole life. Food is not her whole life. She's got goals. She's working to achieve them, but they're not her whole life. She's happy, healthy, and loves the life that she built. And I know, I know that sounds cheesy, AF, but this girl could be you or she is you, you know? So stop feeling the people that you feel like are better or fitter than you and look inside yourself and look at, you know, what kind of life do I want to live? What do I want my relationship with food to be? What do I want my relationship with the gym and working out to be? You know, I think so often we say that we have a bad relationship with food and we want to improve it. Um, or a bad relationship with our body or the gym or whatever, and we want to improve it, but we don't go that extra step to say, this is what I want it to look like. This is how I want my relationship with food to be. This is how I want my relationship with my body to be. Because when we have that point, we can work towards it. And the way that you're going to get to where you want to go is by just taking baby steps every single day towards balance, not towards your perfect body, but towards balancing, moving your body, eating well, feeling good. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If it hit for you or you have a friend that you think you can, that could uh, benefit from it, go ahead and send it to them or post it in your stories. Tag me. I love, love, love hearing from you guys. It's my favorite thing in the world. Seriously, my DMs are a party. (laughs) I'm always talking to you guys and I absolutely love it. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and bye for now. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram stories, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening. Mm